You are tuned to the Martially Speaking Podcast with your host, Jeff Green, a practitioner of Wing Chun Kung Fu, Savat, and JKD. Now, here's your host, Jeff Green. Thank you, Angela, for that great introduction, and I appreciate you guys joining me again on Martially Speaking with JG. And this is Jeff Green coming to you from Lawrenceville, Georgia, Gwinnett County, Georgia, United States of America, the third rock from the sun. And we have with us today a very special guest, uh, Bad Combo Henry, Jeremy Bad Combination Henry. He's originally out of Michigan. He is um, a Muay Thai and kickboxing champion, has five titles combined in kickboxing and MMA fighting, and also is the leader and spiritual founder of Bad Combo Nation uh, in Chambly, Georgia. So he'll be joining us here today to talk about his next fight. He has one coming up in February and talk about his training regimen and uh, Combo Nation. And without any um, more delay, here is Bad Combo Henry. Yes, sir. Hey, thank you for joining me today. Bad Combination Henry out of Michigan, Detroit, Michigan. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I really appreciate it. You're the first title holder I've had on my show, so I'm a little nervous (laughs) talking to you. But uh, Henry comes to us from uh, both Michigan and Georgia. He is a five-time champion uh, combined in Muay Thai and MMA. So he'll be talking to us about his career uh, and his bad combination uh, nation, which he has launched here in, uh, I guess, Chambly. I really want to hear more about that, uh, uniting all martial arts. And that's what this format's about, uh, Champ, is I don't, I do JKD, Wing Chun, and Savat, but I love all martial arts. And this platform is for everybody. If I could touch on every martial art, I hope that I can do that. Yes, sir. I think, I think we're all we all have a similar we all have a similar uh, goal. We just have different paths, right? But like Bruce Lee says, right? We all have two hands, <laughs> two arms, two legs, and we figure out ways to fight with those. And the ways may be different, but I embrace it, and certainly happy to have somebody like you who's actually taken what you've learned and gone in the ring and, and tested it, and not. I haven't done that. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to. So it takes a special breed. And so uh, I want to hear about your journey. Um, you started off in uh, Michigan, but yes. you, uh, you also lived here in Georgia. So tell me um, how you got started in martial arts and was Muay Thai the first thing that you ventured into? Um, well, the real way... Uh... To make a long story short, the way I started martial arts was uh, um, my brother actually got into the gym before me. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, by the time I turned 18, I moved out of my mother's house. And, uh, you know, my brother was still staying there. And uh, some years passed. And, you know, I go visit my family every now and again. And when I went to go visit my, my mother and my siblings... Uh, my brother told me, my mother told me that she got my brother into this uh, dojo and this martial arts gym in uh, okay. in Dearborn. Okay. 
And uh, like I uh, spoke to you about before, is we we I'm the oldest out of eleven. I got five brothers and five sisters all together. It's eleven of us. And uh, me and my two brothers, when it was just uh, us, us two, us three, um, we used to wrestle and be very active a lot. So that was just something that was always in us. So when I found out he was in the uh, dojo inside the gym, uh, I was excited for him. I was very happy for him because that's something that I always wanted to do, uh, box. That's my first love. I wanted to be a boxer. I wanted, okay. to, I wanted to play football. But we didn't have the funds growing up in a single parent um, household, so I couldn't play football for school and, or anything like that. So by the time we got of age, um, he was in the in the dojo, and every time I go visit my mother and see my brother, I would be like, "What are y'all doing in there? What they got you doing? What's going on? Like, how is it?" Uh-huh. And we used to work out for fun. Okay. So, my mother was uh, very sheltered, very overprotective. So we turned the house into a gym and into a jungle <laughs> gym and stuff like that. You got three three boys. We, we're going to make something out of it. Yeah. So when uh, I came home and I talked to my brother, he was like, uh, he was like, yeah, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you what we were doing in there. I'm excited. I'm very excited for him. I'm happy. Uh, he like, okay, get in the squat position. And I'm like, all right, that's nothing. You know, like I said, we worked out for fun. That's nothing. So I get in the squat position. Remember, I'm the oldest. Right. So he's like, all right, I'm about to kick you in your stomach. And I'm like, I, I stand up. I'm like, no, you're not about to kick me in my stomach. You know, like, you're not about to just get no free licks off a of big bro. Right. No. So he's like, okay, okay, okay. He's like, get back in the squat position. So I fell for it. I get in the squat position again because, you know, it's nothing. And he was like, all right. I'm about to kick you in your legs. And I was like, what? You is not about to kick me in my legs. No. And that's where I had the, the epiphany, the idea, like, man, if he stays in there any longer, he's going to try to be big brother. He's going to beat you up. <laughs> he's gonna, you know, he's going to try to be big brother. I wouldn't say beat me up now, you know, but um, that that kind of pushed me and motivated me to like hurry up and get in there because, uh, you know, it was something I always wanted to do. And, um, you know, I kept asking my mother, like, put a word in for me, put a word in for me. Uh, I, I would tell him I'm coming up there, tell him I'm coming up there. And uh, she was so busy doing everything else. Uh, she, you know, always will uh, forget. So one day I jumped in the car with him when she was dropping him off my brother to the dojo uh-huh. and uh as i was riding there i was thinking about just my years of growing up in middle school high school you know elementary and whatnot and being from going from georgia to uh michigan back and forth out you will always be the outcast you will always be the new guy you will always get picked on so i've been always getting into scuffles and fights uh since elementary for as long as i can remember so as I was riding to the to the gym, I was thinking to myself, like, it, it, I swear, I feel like I'm going to be fighting for the rest of my life. So why not turn something negative into a positive and actually do it the right way? And, I'm, and then I'm like above 18. So even if me and you, Jeff, agree to handle it out like men, like martial artists, mm-hmm. if the police see the both of us, they don't care if we agree on it. They don't care if we shake hands. It's called battery, and they're going to lock us up. Right. So I was thinking to myself, like, how can I do this in the, in the most uh, beneficial and a positive way? 
So when I got to the dojo, I sat in there, I got in there. Um, and it was very traditional, man. They was very traditional. They had the gatekeeper there. Not anybody can just walk in there. Like it was a it, it, it's a whole thing, man. Was it karate like, school? Um, it was a martial arts school. Uh they specialize in uh uh Hapkido and Muay Thai. Okay. And uh they also did Taekwondo, um, weapons training. Mm, um man, a, a little bit of everything. I learned I learned a little Taekwondo. I made it, I believe, to Greenbelt. I was learning uh Capoeira. I was learning uh bow staff, sword, nunchucks, and uh tonfas. Uh, you know, just I just know the basics. I'm better right. with my hands. Yes, um, sir. They competed and specialized in uh in, in Muay Thai, like to the point where they was so serious about the art of Muay Thai, we was counting in Thai. Mm-hmm. We was counting 20 all the way to Thai. We was doing all the elbows and knees and some of the techniques speaking in Thai. Um, we had the Mong Kongs and, you know, gave respect to the spirits and the, and the whole art of Muay Thai. It was, it was a thing. But uh, how I got into it, as far as competition-wise, I got into the gym. The, uh, they let me join after me, you know, really talking my heart out and letting them know how serious I am and dedicated and devoted that I want to be to this, to this game, to this craft, to this art. Uh-huh. Um, I wanted to just box. I wanted to do just boxing because I, uh, before I even did martial arts, I knew I seen a guy before Anderson Silver break his leg by getting kicked or kicking a guy. So I was uh-huh. like, no, no, not me. I'm not, <laughs> not doing that. Yes. So uh, I wanted to fight, fight, fight so bad that uh, I was training almost six to seven days uh, a week, um, cleaning up the dojo, being the Yuki, helping out train. I was standing on the right-hand side of the Grandmaster and just always was listening and paying attention, and I was the practice dummy and everything. I was watching the professionals and all the guys. And um, I wouldn't leave the Grandmaster alone about fighting. And he was like, and this is kind of how it happened. He was like, uh, we don't, I don't have any boxing matches coming up, but I do have kickboxing. And I thought to myself, like, well, if I outbox the guys that's trying to kickbox me, I still can have some fun with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of how I got into it. I was in the right place at the right time when I was riding with the Grandmaster and a fighter, and they were speaking of some things. And I went on and just spoke up and spoke out. And I was like, hey, if y'all need a guy, I'm here. Uh-huh. And that's where the story kind of started and started taking off. How long had you been training? Um, Before I got my first fight? Uh-huh. Um, I want to say... I feel like it was six months, but I believe it was six to nine months. Wow. They told me I wasn't going to get my first fight within a year or two of training. But I was so uh, arrogant and so impatient and just so, I just want to fight so bad. I'm like, I'm not about to wait a year or two to, to, to punch somebody in the face. <laughs> I can go outside and, and do that. Like, no, I'm not waiting that long. I got a goal. I got a vision. I I see myself actually prospering in this and helping out my family. I got in, in my head. I like I got no time to waste. I I end up being blessed to make it to the age of uh, twenty at the time. I was right. I was turning twenty around this time. Mm-hmm. 
So I know the other guys started when they was 15 and 10 and they fathers and uncles and stuff was into the martial arts. So they had a huge head start. So, um, yeah, I was at the gym for uh, six to seven days, uh, from four hours to eight hours to 12 hours uh, every day, every other day at the gym. And uh, it turned from two years to one year to six to nine months. Wow. If, if my calculations was right, if I go back and check Facebook and, you know, do the time on that. You might have had some very good attributes, physical attributes that, you know, allowed you to uh, move along a little quicker. Yes. Uh, you know, if you're quicker, if you're faster, you know, some people have really good reaction time. And until that catches up with technique, for a while, you can get by, by with that. Yes. As we both know. <laughs> right. The technique will catch up to it, but for a while, you can get by with that. That's right. awesome. Uh, what do you like about Muay Thai for, for the people that are listening that don't know what Muay Thai is? Tell us a little bit. About Man, I love Muay Thai. Like, Muay Thai is my bread and butter now, especially up close when it comes to knees and elbows because <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. Um, so the thing about Muay Thai, a little history on it, um, you know, don't quote me 100% because, you know, history wasn't my biggest class. Yes, math, math and science was my number one. But uh, Muay Thai was, I believe, in Thailand, the art of, uh, you know, defending themselves when, uh, you know, Thailand, I believe, was poor at this time where they couldn't um, have weapons. Uh -huh. So they end up turning their bodies into weapons and end up... Uh, winning a battle or a war with just using their um elbows knees and their hands um so it's a real brutal brutal sport um the muay thai is the art of eight limbs so you got your two hands you got your two elbows that's four you got your two knees that's six and then you got your feet that's eight so it's the octopus uh art form of eight limbs um, and what I love about Muay Thai is I love the, the, the spirit and the tradition of it. Like it's, it's very, you know, people think about it and it's like, oh, it's very brutal. Oh, elbows, knees, you're getting cut and, and everything. But when you actually watch it and you see the, see them do they, they ritual, their dance and, huh. and everything that goes into it is really deeper than just like fighting or beating your opponent up. It's like, it, it really taps into your, your spirit side. And, uh, you know, I believe it made me a, a whole lot stronger with me learning and getting to know myself a whole lot more on doing more with my body that I didn't think my body was capable of. Yeah. Well, more time will bring that out of you. It's a heck yeah. of a conditioning. Um, I'm like, with some of the other arts you mentioned, I dabbled in it enough to know that I really wouldn't want to meet up with one of these guys. <laughs> I respect, I respect it, and uh, I've you know I've gone to a couple more time classes because we had them at Francis Fong, and I would stop in just to try it, you know. But I just got too. I like you. I started, I started later than you. I started in my forties. <laughs> it was just one of those arts I couldn't catch up with, but. I respect it. I know it's very street effective. And whenever people t ask me, hey, can you suggest that? It's one of the ones I always name because I know it's a very street effective martial art and the conditioning aspect. Yeah, it's very. 
and the discipline. So you have to have a lot of discipline. You don't have time to do a whole lot of other stuff. Yes. <laughs> I, I give my life to this. Yeah, you get your you want your kid on that straight and narrow, that's a really good art because they're too tired to do anything else. Right. You know, and once they get into it, you've gotten so into it, everything you have to do to, to become a great Muay Thai uh, practitioner, you're not going to give that up to do something stupid. So it's one of the arts that I really um, highly recommend for people. Have you done any other um, martial arts other than the, the ones that you mentioned? Um... I have, you know, I've been work. I, I've been working with a lot of uh, martial artists. Um, whenever I'm traveling or going around, or when I do seminars, I happen to get linked up with a couple of guys that like minded and everything. Um, I, I got to do a little some jujitsu. I don't know if I spoke of that. Um, it's a couple of other art forms that I do not want to disrespect or butcher the names of. Mm -hmm. so, sure. Yeah, I've been, uh, you know, dabbling and dabbling. In a yeah, but, uh, like me, you, you're probably a, a martial arts nerd and just love it. Yes, <laughs> I love it. it. I love to learn uh, different art forms and seeing how it go up against with all my uh, knowledge and experience. And uh, what you spoke of before is a, a real serious thing to me about c competition. Mm -hmm. Um, I love teaching coaching and instructing a whole lot more like i i love it i love seeing the little guy that come in very timid shy was getting picked on the bullet to be strong enough confident enough cocky enough to be coming to class the next couple of weeks the next couple of days and be like mr henry i'm ready to fight you you know <laughs> it's it's a beautiful feeling yeah. to, help, to help you know build and mold and and, and help people uh, gain confidence but what I do with my art form is I go out there to get the experience and really learn and put it all together to come back and teach my family and my students. Because to me, the best teacher is experience. Absolutely. So I go in there and get beat up so my students don't have to get beat up. You know? <laughs> well, good. I mean, you're bringing back real, tangible, real-life experiences yes. that you can share, not second-handed, but something that you actually experience yourself that's invaluable yes um but before we go on to talk about uh combo a uh, bad combo nation which i really want to hear about uh, let's talk about your next fight you got a fight coming up yes i have a fight coming up in uh west virginia february the 19th um i believe at the um, and this is for a title shot i'm very very excited about this one because uh I believe this guy will be a very good fight for me, especially for uh, I've been doing a lot of, I am like what, I believe 12 and one in Muay Thai kickboxing. And I just became a uh, three and one in um, MMA. And this will be my fifth MMA fight on February the 19th. And this guy is a, uh, he's a, he's a kickboxer. He's a Muay Thai kickboxer. Uh, he got some good experience, so I, I feel like I would actually have somebody who might be willing to actually stand up with me instead of trying to fall all over the ground and stuff like that. Right. No, no, no offense to all them guys that win fights like that, but I totally get it. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally get it. I, I, I don't have a belt in jujitsu. I respect the heck out of it. Don't want him to grab me. Man, I, if you're gonna do MMA, you have to. No, at least defenses against takedowns. 
Yes. And that's I, I imagine that you you're pretty good at that. Because those fights, they don't seem to win as many on submissions anymore. You know, as people have it's like any new thing you bring in. Um when Wing Chun first came, people didn't know how to defend it. You know, people learn and they, they get better at it. And jujitsu right. the same way. It dominated for a long time. It's still very effective. But people have learned, you know, better techniques and how to defend it. Um so this is for a title shot. What 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 weight class are you in? One forty five. One forty five. Okay. And what's your walk around weight? Oh, uh, I, I walk around at one fifty five. If I got some good food in my system, you know, plant based, you know, I'm eating leaves and and, and grass, what people will call it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um if if I got some good food in my system, I'll probably be, uh, you know, one sixty. But I walk around at one fifty five. Okay. That's usually what I actually been fighting at is one fifty five and one forty five. Okay. But if you if you if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready, right? That's right. I think that's one of the things your homeboy Floyd Mayweather did well. He's not one of my favorite boxers, but he was always in shape. Yes. <laughs> he was never one of those guys you see him after a fight and he's 30 pounds overweight. You know, he never had to do that. He may have to lose 10 or 12 pounds, but right. he's always ready. Bernard Hopkins was, and that shows a real disciplined person. And I was expecting you probably are the same way, particularly looking at some of the things on your website with your diet on the spirituality that you're embracing. Tell me a little bit uh, about Combo Nation. All right. Well, bad, the thing about... Bad Combination, sorry. The thing about Bad Combination is uh, is literally what it is. It's Bad Combo Nation. Uh, it's a mixture of all groups, ethnicities, cultures, race, beliefs, non-beliefs, um, experiences. And um, it was a quote that uh I believe was on a movie called Volcano High with uh Andre three thousand doing the voiceover and it said the fist is a language that's respected everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you in the I when I was in the dojo, when I was in the gym, it the most beautiful thing that I seen was seeing people from uh um just different parts of the world coming together, right? You know, the whites, the blacks, the Arabs, the 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 uh, Iraqis, the um, the 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 ones that believe in God and the ones that's atheist, the ones that's spiritual, the ones that eat meat and the ones that don't eat meat, and to see them all working together, punching pads together, lifting each other up, and and really coming together as how I look at and see that the world should do and be is we should not fight each other, but fight together to, you know, make everything work. That's kind of what I believe in. And that's what bad combination really stems about. It's a bad combo nation, a mixture of all type of people, all type of beliefs, all type of experiences coming together to do what we do best. Um, the, how I got the name um, Bad Combination is uh, I used to, well, I did music uh, growing up. Uh-huh. And I had me a music group, and uh, my cousin, uh, Keyshawn Alexander, uh, KC, uh, I used to s- switch my, my music name a whole lot. Okay. It, it was one day uh, we was in Michigan in uh, Birmingham catching a bus from uh, Mount Clements, I believe. 
And um, I was like, yeah, man, I was born in Atlanta, but I was raised half of my life in Detroit. And he looked at me and I was, I mean, it was like over, like over 12 years ago, about 12 years ago. Uh-huh. He was like, man, that's a bad combination. <laughs> and I looked at him and I was like, that's a nice name. He, he was like, no, 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 you can't change your name no more, man. You done changed your name too many times. I was like, I'm about to keep that name for something, though. I was 16 at the time. I was like, I'm about to keep that name. <laughs> and two, two, three years later, I get to the dojo, I get to the gym, and I'm training, I'm training, and my grandmaster and the team asked me one day, what's, what's your fight name? What super, superhero you want to be? And I look like superhero. Uh, some of the guys was going by Spider-Man and Bam Bam and Superman. And I was just like, I need something more realistic, you know, especially uh-huh. growing up with, with how I grew up with the lifestyle uh, I had. So I was like, you know, and what really gave me to uh, motivate me to use the name was when I joined the gym, I had literally two left feet. I did not think I was ever going to technique and everything down. Uh-huh. I, I just couldn't get, I couldn't get the rhythm and everything uh, as quickly as I thought I should because I am an active person. Uh-huh. So they would always talk about me like, oh, he ain't got no technique. Oh, look, he ain't got no technique. So I'm like, okay, I will talk about myself before you can. Therefore, you can't injure me. You can't uh-huh. hurt me. Yeah, right. Me. <laughs> so I was like, bad combination. So when y'all talking about that I got bad technique or bad combinations, but I make it work. It's bad for you, but so good for me. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I was thinking about asking you about that. And, you know, my visions were like, that guy must be some awesome combinations. <laughs> so, yeah. That's what I was about to ask. I was like, man, what are your best combinations? Because that's what I was thinking. Like, you must be a real good combination puncher, which you may still be with that night, with that name. That, that didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> It was, it was, not at first, not at first, <laughs> but, but I I manifested it. Yes, you manifested it. <laughs> yes. Um, so, are you a better puncher or kicker? Um, I would say puncher, but I've been like capitalizing on uh, kicking a whole lot after I uh, lost my first kickboxing match, my Muay Thai kickboxing match, uh, two thousand eighteen. I went to British Columbia, Ontario, I believe. Uh-huh. And uh, I end up, like I said, I wanted to be a boxer. So I didn't have too much confidence in my kicks. Even though I was learning the martial arts, even though I was climbing up the ranks and everything and beating uh-huh. people up, I still didn't have confidence in my legs. But one that one fight, I ended up kicking a guy with more experience than me. He was a little bit taller than me. I ended up kicking him dead in his neck. And he was falling right before my eyes and in the middle of the fight i did not know what happened like uh-huh. i kicked him in the neck it was the third round i believe and he was falling and i just didn't know what was going on until like you know afterwards or until after the fight after i watched the footage and i was uh-huh. just thinking to myself like wow i really can't kick so ever uh-huh. since then i've been practicing on my kicks baby uh-huh. <laughs> I've been practicing on my kick, so it's a real bad combination. I'm I'm kicking you high, low, and punching you at the same time. So how was how was a Muay Thai um, bout score? I, I understand boxing scoring, but I don't understand Muay Thai scoring. So can you just tell me a little bit how the how they count the 
the kicks to the leg, do they count as points or how does that work? Yes, uh, kicks to the leg, um, also defending or checking a kick. Also, um, you got the sweeps. You know, those are really scored pretty uh pretty high. I'm not a hundred percent on how they calculate the scores because you know each judge and everybody you know sees and calculates things differently. I believe, but um, yes, kicks, knees, and elbows. Are calculated within the uh, within the fight from low leg kicks, body, head, punches, um, anything that makes contact and stuff like that. And there's uh, and it's also all about how effective the uh, the uh, contact is as well. Okay, so the harder punch, harder, more clear punches are counted a little weighted a little bit more. Yes, because you got some guys that just just be flaring, just throwing stuff out there. Yeah, some guys are gonna do that. Um, how how big are the rings? Are they about the size of a boxing ring? Or uh, it varies. Um, depending on the show and promotion, uh, it okay. it varies. Sometimes uh, it be a small do ring. Do you negotiate ring size when you? No, no. Okay. You you just go in there, and you handle business. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, what did it feel like to win that first championship? Um. It was great. And where'd you win? Where, was my my first home? my first title uh that I won was uh in Michigan. Okay. It was a local uh title for one forty five uh Muay Thai kickboxing for uh it was I believe EFK Elite Federation of Kickboxers. Um okay. by Isaiah Gathens, I believe his name was. Okay. Um, I fought for him about like five times uh, in the beginning of my uh, am- amateur uh, Muay Thai uh, record and mm-hmm. career, and uh, I had got a title shot for 145. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody wanted to fight me for the 145 title, so my uh, coach asked me, uh, "Do you want to go up a weight class and fight for the 155 title?" Mm-hmm. So I end up uh, getting my second Muay Thai uh, title shot in a short amount of time as well. And I ended up fighting two guys in one night from the same gym. And that right there was the beginning and highlight of my career because a lot of people, I'm, I'm very uh, active. I'm very aggressive. Um, some people would say I'm very explosive. So to see me fight twice in one night was just a real big highlight for myself and a lot of people that love to watch me. That's awesome. Yeah. Any knockouts? Oh, um, I got a couple of knockouts, a couple of TKOs, I guess you would call it, where wow. some of the guys with the the pressure was just getting too much where they either uh, quit or the referee stopped it or, you know, along those lines. Yeah. And you guys wear uh, eight-ounce gloves or what do you – Um. Or the fingers? Coming up, in the, coming up in the career, it was – sometimes it was 16 ounces, 14 ounces, and okay. uh, 10 ounces. Okay. Uh, it varies until I uh, started really getting higher up into the uh, competition. Then, yeah, it was like, I believe, 10 to 12 ounce uh, um, kickboxing gloves. Who's your favorite boxer? Who's my favorite boxer? Yeah. Oh, man. I knew I was going to get an interview and this question was going to come up. <laughs> um, my favorite boxer, man, I got to do it. I got to say it. Uh, Muhammad Ali. I love him, just not just him as a boxer, but him as a person and, and right. his, his mental and spirit. Um, 
you know, we, we gotta we gotta show love to Jake Johnson. Yeah. You know, uh that's a real huge one. I've been really uh learning a lot about him after I did uh, one of my fights that felt uh very similar. Um another favorite is Mike Tyson. Okay. Um uh I gotta I gotta give credit to Mayweather when it comes to the defense. Not really my favorite boxer, but you know I give credit where credit is due. Yeah, I, I love his work ethic and I I love his defense. Um, but when it really come down to my top top guys, man, is uh Sean Porter. People uh, oh, told my homeboy. Yes, a lot of people told me I got I like the him. energy of Sean Porter. If you fight like him, you're a problem. <laughs> man, man, come on now. And then another guy who I feel like is uh to me is a uh a uh, high technical Sean Porter and Mayweather was a uh, Momenchenko. He was very aggressive, yeah. but so good with defense. When I seen Momenchenko, I was like, that's the guy. Footwork, movement, I angles, aggression, footwork. defense. The footwork man. was crazy. And that's what I saw when I saw him. I was like, man, his footwork is on a whole nother level. And, his, and you're right, his angles. Yes. He'll punch you. You try to punch him back. He's somewhere else. Yes. <laughs> he's in there. You know, he's going all the way around. You hit you everywhere. I love. But you know what? His dad started him as a dancer. Yes, I, I, I heard. Yeah. And I've had several instructors tell me that had they had everything to do all over again, they would have had their kid in ballet, gymnastics, or dancing. Right to learn, get their body together before doing martial arts. And I've had several people tell me that. I don't know if his dad knew that, but it certainly worked for him. Yes. Uh, my favorite, let me see, I, I'm an Ali fan. I was old enough where I saw the latter part of his career. I like Holyfield, yes. um, Hopkins, and um, yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a, I like Shane Mosley. I like, I like guys who go in there and fight. <laughs> yes, yes. I admire uh, uh, Floyd like you. His defense, he wasn't my favorite. Now, when he fought in his lighter weights, he was he was he was a he was a problem. Yes. Before he before he messed up his hands, but uh, as a lightweight, he was he was getting people out of there. But um, in his latter years, and he, I think his hands got brittle, and um, he just went, which is amazing that you can reinvent yourself. Right, because he was a he was getting people out of there with crazy combinations. That's one thing I do like about him. He has some of the most beautiful combinations, and they're so creative. <laughs> Lomachenko's the same way. He'll be three or four to the head, then bam, right to that body. And you, <laughs> as soon as you cover up the head, he goes right to the body. It's, I love to see him do that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. man. So yeah, we could probably sit down and watch a couple fights together. <laughs> oh yeah. Man, look. Well, it, I, I won't be sitting down too much. I'll be. Bobbing and weaving and moving, I, I yeah. get to feel like I'm in there sometimes. Yeah, I'm kind of the same to it. What kind of what do you got in your um in your um in your music iPod or what do you what do you listen to? Um, <laughs> um, I've been listening to a lot of uh Cambada. Uh, he's he's somebody that's very uh in line with a lot of things that I believe in uh spiritually. And mm -hmm. uh and and uh mentally and everything. Um uh gotta go with Big Crick. I've been listening to Big Crick before he became mainstream. Mm -hmm. uh, um uh I've been listening to a lot of uh currency for a long time. 
um, Freddie Gibbs, um, a, a, a lot of guys, man. Uh, J. Cole, I can't forget about J. Cole. I actually played, the J. Cole. <laughs> I actually played J. Cole January 28th uh-huh. for my fight that I did on January 29th. Uh-huh. And it was just, you know, very deep for me. Uh, Kendrick. Um, I, I listen to a lot of guys, man. I'm very diverse with my music. It's not even just rap. I, I, I'm very diverse. Um, I'm very, very diverse. Like, I would have to literally write it down to just give respects to all the guys and uh, artists that I listen to because uh, I also look at myself as a music artist as well. Um, I've been doing music since I was like in the fifth grade of elementary. Okay. So I'm very deep when it comes to like music. You do your own beats and stuff? Oh, uh, um, not professionally, but you know, I can, you know, play around with the beats and make a little something, something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's good. You know, uh, being creative is what you need, and you obviously have a very creative mind. Um, for a young fellow, you're very mature. Thank you, thank you. You're very mature, and the kind of guy people like me want to see coming up. Young lions have it together, has a sense of society, um, a sense of kinship, um, peaceful, but not weak. Yes, you know, and and that's you know that's the way I want kids to to be, you know, more respectful. And I think that's what martial arts does for people. You know, you you know that if you want a good fight, you know where you can go get one. <laughs> so, right, right. You can always go to the gym and go get a good fight if you want one. Um, are you a reader? Do you have any books you're reading right now? Um, I'm gonna only put out these two books for the people, man. Um. You guys, everybody needs to, especially if you got kids mm-hmm. and everything, the uh, book that I've been reading consistently, like, I read the same chapter about three times before I go on to the next chapter. Like, I read the introduction 10 times before I started the first chapter. It's called The 12 Universal Laws of Success. Um, no, that's that's a great book. I might have heard that. You know what? You and I probably need to... Um, we're in line. I'm telling you already on the spiritual sense, and just yes. by the books you just, I probably probably could do some book exchanges. <laughs> yeah. What's your it's What's a, your other one? It's another book called The Seven Universal Laws of Success. That one was a was a great one that I had got first. Um, uh, The Four Agreements is a great book. Mm-hmm. Um, those oh. And uh, Apollo Coelho, The Alchemist, is a very good book as well. I read that. Yeah, you um, and I definitely share the same library. <laughs> um, My mom got me into that like years, years ago. Uh, I remember she was a Rosicrucian, like before I even knew what the heck it was. <laughs> and I'm looking at all this stuff from the mysteries of Egypt, and I was really inquisitive. And I wanted to know more, and I would steal her books and start reading them. <laughs> yes. To me, it was just always something more than just what I was being taught in church. I just always felt like there's something more, and I should always ask questions and be inquisitive. Yes. And, you know, and explore. That's what God gave us a mind for. Is That's to, right. To be thoughtful, right? Right. And, um, you know, I, I'm the type of person you should always have church inside yourself. You know, you yes. don't have church in a place. <laughs> yes. You know, 
it's uh it's a time and place that you have um, your com- conversation with God, and that can be anywhere. So, um, what are you doing now? So, you got a school there in Shambly. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So, um, tell me a little bit about your school. You teaching these kids, women, adults? Uh, well, I part I partner up with uh with with my guy Josh, who had uh, introduced me to you, who had yeah, linked us gotcha. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, at uh, Fit to Fight Atlanta. Uh, he they brought me in, uh, and what uh, let me in with open arms. Uh, for, I came in just to you know be a student, just to watch and learn. But I don't come to gyms to stay a student for too long because I like I said I have a lot of confidence in my knowledge and my experience, and I love to teach and pass it down. Yeah. But uh, I came into the gym literally of me moving down to uh to Georgia mm-hmm. within I believe I was only maybe two weeks in Georgia before I fully got established and settled in. My family know how serious I am about my uh my art and martial arts. So uh, you know, I'm 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 like a I'm like a kid with with no candy. I'm like a, a a guy that hasn't had a beautiful woman in a long time. If I don't fight, I get very agitated. I get I get frustrated if I'm not working out. I it, it, it's just a, a huge part of my life now. Like uh like Sugar Ray, uh, I was watching a a documentary with him, and it's just it's just it's a part of us. Um, I went into the gym and uh. I was just sitting there. I talked to one of the instructors, and I literally only asked just like a couple of questions, and it went it went over one of the instructors' heads. But Josh had walked past, and he was like, "He was like, how you doing, sir?" I was like, "I'm great." He was like, "Who are you?" Was, <laughs> you know, he was like, he was like, you know more than what you come off as, and uh, he was like, the questions you ask, like. You're not just a you're not just a, a a new guy just coming in here, and I was just trying to be very humble. You know, I didn't you know I didn't want to gloat or come in there like, yeah, I'm this international world champion. You know, <laughs> I just sat I just sat down, was ready to learn whatever they was offering, mm-hmm. and I asked the guy, uh, how long have you been doing this, and what's the name of the art, and I don't know. I I guess I asked the right questions for Josh to realize that he's he knows some things. All right. So he asked me, and uh, I humbly told him, like, yes, I got some experience in Muay Thai. I do competition, and uh, I'm looking for a gym home. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where it all started. Uh, two days in, I was um, working out, and I was kind of like, you know, shadow boxing and throwing a couple of punches and kicks. And he looked at me, and he was like, man, he was like, he was just like, man, I was like, hey, <laughs> I, I would love to be a part of this uh, if possible. And uh, literally within like a week, wow, we talked and we just aligned when it came to like uh, just the mental and spiritual. And, you know, he felt the connection where he can trust me. And I was like a part of the gym home after that. And uh, we've been locked in since I believe the ending of March or the beginning of April. Yeah, Josh is a good guy. He he taught my grandson. I used to take my grandson from uh, Lawrenceville all the way out to Cumming because I, it was a little hole in the wall, but because I had done it, I could smell a good instructor, somebody yeah. who was doing, and somebody who would be good for my grandson. So I was willing to do it. 
And I'll take that hour drive, cursing it all the way through, trying to get through traffic so you right. time. Because, you know, that's one of the things I'm big on. And you know, I don't want them being late. I'm like, man, if you're late, you're going you're gonna to have you running and stuff. Yes, sir. So, yeah, so he's good judo, man. I think that he said he's done some crab now. Yes. Crab Maga. Yes. So Very I'm great guy. And see you guys. Are you going to be doing any fights locally? Um. Well, uh, as of right now, I'm back in Michigan doing a couple of fights and matches. So I've been traveling back and forth. So I'll be like in Georgia sometimes and I'll come to Michigan. It's like I'm just torn between the two because the opportunities is just calling me back and forth and, uh, like I said, I, I I love the art. So uh, as of right now, I'm in Michigan doing a couple of um, matches, and uh, I am planning on doing a couple of boxing shows down there in uh, Georgia as well. Okay. I uh, linked up and started to get coached by a great boxer named Zaire King Rahim. Okay. Yes. Atlanta. Say that again. Is he here in Atlanta? Yes. Okay. He's a uh, he. I met him at Buckhead Fight Club, I believe. And uh yeah, I know Terry, Miss Terry. Yes, I yes. Know, I met her through um Tyrell Biggs. He fought in the Olympics, I think in the seventies. His brother had a gym over in Decatur. And I went over there just to test my stuff out. <laughs> I knew when I was a martial artist and like ooh, this boxing work out of a whole different level. A whole different thing. <laughs> People ask me. And and I and I respectfully say I'm gonna be I'm gonna be so honest right now. A lot of people gonna not gonna believe it, but as far as the sport, the competition wise, I gotta say boxing is is the top is the top one because like they're very precise, they're very sharp, they're very very on point with their hands. Like when it comes to a boxer hands, I truly feel like. Um, you know, since that's all, that's the, what they mostly focus on. That's like they bread and butter, right? You know, and so then, what you got, they don't have to first with some elbows and knees, right? And, so it's all about who got the most technique, who put the most work in, and who know how to utilize uh with those two hands more efficiently. You know, yeah. So it it, it really uh brings out the, who's the best when it comes to that. Yeah, I totally agree. Not only that, but their sparring is a lot tougher. Man, like and and and, you know, it's hard for us to like JKD. We sparred and we, you know, we had on equipment and it's usually about fifty percent. But they go a little bit harder than that in boxing. Yeah, that's what I respect about boxing. Their training is ridiculous. (laughs) You know, we as martial artists, yeah, we can't kick people and knee people and elbow people like that. But that's why, right? Tough because they can do that <laughs> exactly, and so they've already learned how to absorb punishment. And um, so, look, man, I really, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I am going to come down there to meet you guys. Are you guys near the big shopping center? Are you on Peachtree Industrial? Or um, give me the address and go ahead and plug yourself if you got any social media, Facebook, Instagram, all of that stuff like that. Got you, got you. Give me one second. I think you got some. Uh, I looked on your site, and I know you have some merchandise that you're doing too. Some bad combination T-shirts that I liked. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm working on it, man. Everything is all coming together. I also got some uh, merchandise that's custom made that's not on the website just yet. Okay. Um, 
But I am Jeremy, bad combination, Henry, and that's B-A-D-C-O-M-B-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. That's combination. Um, my That's my Facebook. My Instagram is badcombo underscore nation. Uh, my website is also badcombonation.com. And uh, everybody can go on there and see the journey on what's what I got going on and upcoming fights, upcoming events, seminars, merch, um a little bit of everything, classes, fights. Um yeah, I try my best to interact with the people as much as possible and keep everybody in tune with the journey on what's all going on. Um I'm all about nation building. So um recruiting Anybody that's willing to, you know, learn, grow, or want to be into the art as far as competition or just learning for self-defense reasons. Um, down there in Fit to Fight Atlanta, uh, in Chambly, Georgia, uh, um, I believe, yes, we do teach uh, women, children, old, young. Um, also, uh, working on uh, another gym up here in Detroit, Michigan, um, where... I'll go to a couple of gyms. It's one gym that I have uh, just started working with called Warriors U. Okay. Uh, they're very great martial arts. Uh, they're like older older gentlemen in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, and they would give you some work, man. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. My age. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, And then I started uh, working at uh, Detroit Jiu-Jitsu over here in Dearborn, Detroit. Uh, very great guys. Um, and you're all yeah. this. You're like Shawa Fair. You're everywhere. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's, the man, the that's goal awesome. is to be free. The goal is to move around like a bird, you know, live life. Yeah. Well, one last question. So you can have a dinner with any four people, dead or alive, but you cannot be family. Okay? Four people, dinner, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh man, dinner. Well, I, I, be five, I, so you'll be so you're gonna have four other people. It'll be a five person dinner, but any five, any four people from now or from the history. I got a my 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 top two right now that just popped into my head was uh Bruce Lee and Tupac Shakur. Um, and then now I'm thinking about it. Like now, more names is coming up. I would, I would, would have loved to sit with Michael Mix. Um, that would be great. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm a Pac fan myself, bro. <laughs> yes. Um, that's three. Get one more. There are a It's somebody else. And you said it can't be family. Can't I gotta. That's a lay in. That's a layup. Yeah. I'm really having a a, a brain surge with you with, with me, You can invite me and I'll keep the party going. Ah, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Bad combination champ. I really appreciate you coming on. I want to stay um on your journey. So as your you. career progresses. I want to have you back on, talk about some of your other victories and more titles and um, how you're coming along building that new nation.
Yes. We certainly need young young leaders like you. And um, make sure that everybody, if you would, please pass this podcast along. It's a good way to get yourself out there. And um, just one more thing, if you want to just give a word of thanks to all your instructors, just a blanket word, and then we'll, we'll call it a day. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I would like to thank... I like to thank everybody. Everybody, uh, you guys know who you are. I got to give it out to uh, uh, Ali Hamka, uh, one of my Muay Thai partners. Uh, Brother Malik, uh, a guy I've been uh, working with. Instructor Phil, Jason Moore. Um, uh, you know, I got to shout out Josh. You know, I appreciate you so much. Um, um, Zaire King Raheem with the boxing. Uh, my brother Jalen Henry, uh, Ninja Matt Carter, very very great guy with the uh, Taekwondo. Um, man, and you know, not too good with names. Sorry to say, them them the main ones I can think of off the top of the head. I've been working with a, with a lot of guys, but them are the ones that really. Uh, come, come to mind as of right now. Well, I'm also, I also gotta think. Also, gotta thank my family as well. I gotta thank my family that's been supporting me, that's been there for me. My mother, uh, my best friend Francis Lachey Lafiyama Roby. You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? Who helped uh, even come up with the with the name Bad Combo in Nation? Uh, very creative with how she split up my fight name. Yes. Uh, um, I also like to thank my queen, you know what I'm saying? Um, Monique Greenlee, you know, my, my siblings, my brothers, my sisters, my mother, Tana Henry, my uncle, Larry Henry, little man. Um, just everybody, forgive me if I can't name all you guys' names, but y'all gonna be in my documentary. Y'all know who y'all are. We still working. This just the first phase. Love y'all. Appreciate you, Jeff. I appreciate you, sir, and I um, hope to have you back again soon, champ, and I will be down there probably in the spring uh, to holler at you and Josh. All right. Keep me posted. All right, brother. Take care. All right. You have a blessing. All right. Bye. All right. Marshally Speaking. You have been tuned to the Martially Speaking Podcast with Jeff Green, where he explores martial arts, the fight sport, and the professionals who make it great. Tune in every Monday and Thursday on Anchor Podcast for your next lesson. Martially Speaking.